Are you ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. Hey, everyone. Wednesday night, watching a little Maction. It's always nice to get football on a Wednesday night, it is. isn't it? Our UB Bulls looking all right. Yeah, off to a good start. 21-16 at the half. Gotta like that. Uh, I got my. I'm sporting my UB hat right now. To, I, uh, I can see it. It's 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 proved. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of headwear, by the way. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's like what five, five six games tonight in the yeah. MAC. It's a lot of fun. Thursday night we six get, games, all twelve teams playing. I heard earlier. <laughs> yeah, we get uh, Thursday night football tomorrow night. Um, with, you know, it's the COVID cup between two teams that are going to have players not available due to the coronavirus. It'll be an interesting game there. San Francisco is completely depleted. I can't wait to see what that gambling line looks like tomorrow. You, you skipped over that there's three college games on Friday, too. Well, you didn't I, skip over. I haven't gotten, gotten to Friday yet. Yeah. <laughs> Including a uh, great game in uh, BYU traveling to Boise, Idaho. The old 9.45 start, put the kids, women, and children to bed and go looking for dinner. Absolutely. Sit and have a bunch of cocktails and fall asleep in the fourth quarter because you drank too much. Yeah. And then, on Saturday, people said, hey, noon's too long to wait. So, Army and Air Force starting at 11.30 a.m. Let's go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I can... Along with Saturday, our first real... Pack 12 after dark. Hold on, we got two 10.30 games and an 11 o'clock game Saturday night. Oh, this is, this is what I dream of. <laughs> These are the Saturdays I was hoping for. Yeah. I had to wait. It's it's two months late, but I'll take it. She's here. Yeah. She sure looks pretty. I'll <laughs> tell you, the one thing that was noticeable to trying to get ready for this is there's so many more games now with the Maction and Pac-12 going. Like, There's so many games to choose from. Just craziness. Yeah. Let's uh, let's jump in and you know recap. It you're right, Tom, and, and I don't want to I don't want to just pass over that point because it's like Saturdays before it was like it was such a limited slate to choose from. Yeah, and then slowly layered a couple. Now the Big Ten's going. Yeah, and then that and now now it feels like we can really cherry pick the games that we like uh, throughout the course of a Saturday. I mean, listen. I didn't have a great. I think I was two and one on college in the podcast last week. Um, I had a great day overall, though. I mean, I I had a bunch of bets that I made game day uh, that came out on he, the winning end. He so. even gave me a couple of those winners. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> passing out some doozies for the late night action Saturday night, Nevada over uh, UNLV, and then uh, what was the other one we had late? Do you remember? Oh, hold on, I can I'm, give me two seconds. It was uh, another late night game, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, BYU Western Kentucky. Oh yeah, BYU yeah. Western Kentucky. Tom took the under on that game. I sent him a message that said, "I don't know how Western Kentucky scores in this game." I said, and, "Sold." <laughs> yeah. So it ended up forty-one to ten or something, right? Forty-one ten. Yeah. Forty-one ten. Western Kentucky scored ten points. Uh, I played Western Kentucky plus thirty-one and a half, <laughs> so I covered by half a point. Got that hook. And uh, Tom took the under, so, I mean. Survived by a point. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's the those are the kind of bets that we make on game day, and it's a lot of fun. I should probably start sending those out so people can take a look at them, huh? Yes. All right. Let's do a quick recap of last weekend, Tom. Yeah, we had some tough losses in some games here. Um, Kevin, you got off. You had a good 2-1 and one in college. Louisville didn't come through for you, but Ole Miss did. The covered and Kentucky stayed within uh, shouting distance of Georgia. The Kentucky's defense is solid. Yeah, they do. Their offense is trash, but yeah, I just felt like that was going to be a super low-scoring game. Probably could have played the under too, but yeah, it's, you know, it was fourteen to three. <laughs> exactly, it's hard to cover fifteen and a half points if there's not going to be a lot of scoring. Right. Um, I had the UCF cover. I got real upset because my other two games, my two losses, are two. Two games I feel like I was on the right side. Notre Dame won, won handily, but they just didn't cover that 20. And then Oklahoma State ended up losing, 
but outgained Texas by a country mile in that yeah. game. And just turnovers crushed their souls. Yeah, that's the that's why college football is a fickle bitch sometimes. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and then uh, what about NFL Sunday? How oh, do we do? pro was... pro football is just silliness sometimes. So we had the the big showdown. Kevin was on Baltimore. I was on the Pittsburgh money line. Pittsburgh uh, prevailed in a game where Baltimore outplayed Pittsburgh in everything Out except for by turnovers. A couple hundred yards. Yeah. yeah. So again, same same kind of deal there. And then um, you had Denver make a very nice comeback to, to win that one for you. Um, and then... Detroit collapsed. This I had the Vegas-Cleveland over and uh, did not factor for 35-mile-per-hour wins, which as soon as I saw the first quarter of this game, I go, oh, I got no shot. Yeah, yeah. 35-mile-per-hour <laughs> wins in Cleveland. We are, we're done. Yeah. All right. So, you know, let's move on to, to this week. And, you know, let's kick it off, Tom. We decided that we're going to do a quick little uh, mid-season uh, evaluation. We wanted to do something a little fun for the NFL in the mid-season here. Yeah. And um, what we're going to do is each of us are going to pick one team that's currently – we're going to give you the playoff picture first. And each team, each of us is going to select one team from each conference that is not going to make the playoffs that is currently in the playoff picture. Uh, we're also going to pick one team that is currently not in the playoffs – that is going to make the playoffs. And then Tom and I are each going to select a midseason uh, NFC and AFC champion. So kick us off, Tom. Give us the playoff picture. What, t- what, what one do you want to do first? Let's start, with the, let's start with the AFC. All right, cool. AFC, uh, number one seed, Pittsburgh Steelers. Number two seed, Kansas City Chiefs. Number three seed, Buffalo Bills. Number four seed, Tennessee Titans. Those are your division winners. The three wildcard teams this year, Baltimore Ravens at five, Indianapolis Colts at six, and the Browns of Cleveland at seven. That's the AFC life. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of interesting things in that playoff picture with, with those guys. So you've got the Browns, who seem like they're kind of like struggling badly right now, right? They, they do not look impressive. However, their schedule dictates that they're probably in a pretty good situation here, yes, right? absolutely. When you take a look at it, I feel like the team in the AFC that has the most likelihood to fall out of this playoff picture is the Indianapolis Colts. They have an absolutely brutal schedule. Tom, do you have it up so that we yes. can give an idea of what they're looking at here? And all spoilers aside, I also picked the Colts as my team to miss from the AFC, and it's because of the schedule. Um, you got the Ravens. At Tennessee, you got the Packers, then home versus Tennessee. Then you get a couple, then you get at the Texans, which uh, obviously easier than that competition, but still a divisional game. Then you have to go to Vegas, then you get the Texans at home, and then you have to go to Pittsburgh. So you're talking about what Raven, between the Ravens and the Titans and Steelers, you have four games against the top three teams in the AFC right now. Yeah, that's, that's not counting trips to play Vegas and the Packers that's tough it's really tough and it's a Colts team that has not played a very difficult schedule thus far yeah they're not they're not looking overly impressive I mean they've lost to the Browns they lost to the Jaguars week one yeah their wins Vikings Jets uh, a good win against the Bears and then the Bengals and the um, Bears wins looking worse and worse week by week right now yeah, the, Bears, <laughs> the Bears, Bears are falling continue off. their collapse here um, so I guess they were kind of fool's gold early in the season, and I probably haven't downgraded them enough in my power ratings, which we'll get to after we finish this segment. That win against the Bears, Philip Rivers threw for a whole 190 yards. Yeah. Yeah, it's not impressive stuff. No. And, you know, honestly, that, that game was tight last week until a couple of turnovers uh, swung the tide in that game and, and really uh, put them out of reach. So, all right, my team that is going to make the playoffs, call me what you want. I knew it. Call me what you want, Homer, everything else. This is dictated based on the schedule, guys. It's not, That's that's just what it is. This is a team that, if they're able to win in Arizona this week, you're talking about a team that's 5-3, and three, that comes home to play the Chargers, who can't close out a game to save their lives, the Broncos, who scare no one, the Jets, the worst team in football, then host the Bengals, who are also not impressive. Uh, they're, they're improved. They had a really nice win last week. 
Um, but they've got a rookie quarterback too. Um, then you go, you have the Chiefs at home, probably a loss. The Patriots game is no longer scary at this point. They just don't look like the same football team. Biggest game of the year could come down to the game at the Raiders. And then you have the Bills the last week of the season who could already have the division under wraps at that point. Or they could be playing for the division title. There, there, there are two things that, that could be in play there. But if they're playing for the division title, they're going to make the playoffs. So, right. um, you know, the way that I look at it, I see as many as 10 wins, maybe even 11 wins. If the Bills happen to just get hot and tear off a bunch of wins and they're 12-3 and three going to the last game of the season, stop it. <laughs> I mean, if that kind of thing happens, Miami could be going into that game with 10 wins already if they beat the Raiders, you know? And that game could really be meaningless for neither for for both teams. So, I, I think that Miami makes perfect sense here based on the the remaining schedule. The only game that feels like definitively they should lose the game is the Chiefs game at this point. So, you're saying Broncos, Jets, Chargers, those are some of the easier ones on that one? Yeah. That's the Raiders' schedule as well, and that's why yeah. they're my team. They actually get to play the Broncos twice still and the Chargers twice still. They also get to play the Jets and the Falcons, uh, mixing their one game against the Chiefs and the big possible showdown against the Dolphins. I, I feel the same way. I, I just feel like you should win two against the Broncos, maybe even a split with the Chargers. Beat the Jets, beat the Falcons. All of a sudden, that's you're five and one in that group of six games, and you just gotta coast in. And um, well, you know that that that's a showdown. Twelve twenty seven could be that that is a showdown against the Dolphins potentially. A lot of football to be played, but just on paper as we look now at the schedule, it, it seems like they're pointing towards each other, where they both maybe nine and five or eight and eight and six at that yeah. point needing you know wins in the last couple of games to get in yeah um, could be a lot of fun uh, the one thing I would tell you that not only is the Raiders at home for the Sunday the 27th game but they're actually on a uh, bit of an extra um, rest because they play the Thursday before ah yeah so a little bit of an edge there for yeah. sure of course no doubt about it I just gotta hope that Tua pulls it together here and becomes a, a if, he, if he if he turns into a stud, you know that's. And that's <laughs> if the he other plays thing. on Burrow's level, I I don't even need him to be, I don't even need him to be a super. I need him to play on Burrow's level for the remainder of this season with the supporting cast that they seem to have there in Miami right now. This defense is leading the NFL in points against. Yeah, they're, they're the number one de- scoring defense in the NFL, which no one could have predicted going into the season. And that's one of those things. It, it, it's hard to pick a team who has a quarterback who has made one start and has thrown as many 100-yard games as I have in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously game planning came in last week. A lot of, a lot of negativity ah, it was, it surrounding was, it. He, he had no reason to yeah, be put was, in a situation. It was a goofy, goofy yeah. game script. I mean, you can't really hold it against them. I just like to make jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's move to the NFC. Oh, we want to pick our AFC championship oh, yeah. team? Yeah, let's or do pick our say? AFC yeah. champion. Yeah, let's pick our AFC Mine's champion. Mine's boring, Chiefs. Yeah, I, you're going with the Chiefs. I In a single game against any team, I'm taking Mahomes in that offense. I, I feel like with Hilaire now, their running game is even better than it was before. Their offense keeps... I mean, you, you think they're down a little bit, and then they get Pringle just making plays all over the place to compliment Hill and step in for Watkins. It, until somebody... I mean, the Steelers are nice. Their defense is really, really good. I don't think they can score enough to beat the Chiefs. Their offense is spotty. Um, the Chiefs have already proven they can beat the Titans, already proven they can beat the Bills, already proven they can beat the Ravens. I I'm, I think the Steelers are fake tough guys. I'm with you on the Chiefs. I'm, uh, I I think the Chiefs are going to go back to the I mean, Super Bowl. they're not fake tough guys. They're pretty good. They're okay. They're okay. Someone knows pretty good. I know it's pretty good, but sometimes that can be deceptive. And I find some deception in what I've seen. I, I can't, I can't, in good conscience, based on my visual of what I've seen from this team, I don't think that they are a seven and zero, eight and zero, fifteen and one, fourteen and two kind of team. As far as the fear that they would instill in me, that offense was bad on Sunday. Yeah, their they their were, offense they is were spotty flat for out sure. Bad. It's the defense. Week. It's damn they've had, good. They've had some explosive games against bad teams. Um, 
The defense is good. I, I think that Devin Bush loss is going to hurt. Lamar Jackson handed them the ball too many times on Sunday. Um, I think Baltimore's the better team out of those two right now. Um, but I don't think Baltimore can beat Kansas City either. So it's really no. a moot point as far as I'm concerned. I think Kansas <laughs> yeah, City is sure. just... It, they're just so far above the rest of the, the league right now, in my opinion, um, with Patrick Mahomes, and they do enough on defense, and there's so many weapons there. And he's great in the clutch, too. You know, in a, in a big spot, I wouldn't be afraid to have him out there. So, um, yeah, I'm with Kansas City. Um, one of the things to know about Pittsburgh, though, going forward, their schedule's so easy the rest of the way. They still have to play the Bengals twice. The Jaguars, Washington football team, the Bengals, Bengals twice. I said that the Browns one more time. Yuck! Yeah, they're gonna rack up a bunch of wins. Still. Yeah, so they're gonna probably end up being the. They're gonna be right there for that one. One seed. two, yeah. That yeah. one seed's everything this year, obviously. Yeah, maybe depends. There's talk of adding that eighth right. team now with the, all the COVID concerns that they have. Ugh. If that happens, we'll have eight teams in the playoffs. All this this whole conversation could be useless. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the NFC. Okay. NFC playoff picture. Number one, the Seahawks of Seattle. Two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three, the Green Bay Packers. Four, the awful NFC East leading Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, at five, to start the wildcard teams with the New Orleans Saints. Sixth, Arizona Cardinals. Seven, the Rams of L.A. Yeah, so go ahead, Tom. You jump in first here. So, I told Kevin before this that my NFC one might be a little surprised. I don't think the Eagles are going to hold on to the NFC East. Yeah, I don't think... I thought that that was the easier path to go out of this. Yes, um, for because sure. Because the NFC East is where you could find something here. Uh, let me guess who you went with. You didn't write it down anywhere, did you? I, did it I, I didn't see it, but... I'm going to guess that you're going to follow uh, Riverboat Ron and you think the Washington football team is going to win the division. I do think Washington. Yeah. Washington just seems to have the most, the, the least nauseating team in that division. Yeah. Is that is that even appropriate? Like, they're they're awful. Yeah. But they're less awful than some of those. I mean, the Giants have no shot. They're terrible. The Cowboys are just, they're done. They're a mess. But the, the Washington football team, you get games against the Giants, you get the Bengals at home. Um, the Panthers, and then you get to play the Eagles last game of the season. That might be all it takes. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Eagles, you look at their schedule even, they're one game ahead of Washington right now. Um, you got to play the at the Browns, the Seahawks, at the Packers, versus the Saints. Where are you winning games? Right. Where are you winning games? And then, the, again, it could be the showdown at the end of the year. Uh Couple of four, four or five win football teams battling out for the division title. <laughs> My initial instinct was to do that as well. Yeah. So makes the most you, sense. You just answered both questions in one question here. So you've got the Eagles missing the playoffs now because their record's going to be so bad. And Washington, and Washington jumping yep. in exactly. For me, I'm going to go the other. I'm going to. I'm just going to tell you first the team I think is going to miss, and and I like that pick. That's the way that I wanted to go initially. But I decided I wanted to get a little more creative here. So I have the Rams missing the playoffs. I think that their schedule is really tough. Sorry. I think that the team is a little bit fraudulent uh, with some of their wins early this season. I think they played one good quarter against Buffalo to make it look like they were better than they were. Uh they, they end up losing that game, but everybody's like, oh, that rally, you know, they should have won. They played one good quarter. They stunk the rest of the game. They just got completely rolled in Miami. They they, they could do nothing. The stats are, are, are bullshit. You look at all the, the numbers that people are talking about afterwards. They gained 450 yards, whatever. Um, you know, Jared Goff passed for 355. They were terrible that whole game. The only reason they got ended up with anything, they, they ended up with 92 plays in the game. Their defense, their defense didn't have to do anything. Their defense wasn't involved. Their defense is good. Their offense is a mess. Jared Goff, when you get pressure on him, is a disaster. Yeah, he's definitely their. I mean, their defense is fine. They make a lot of big plays, um, but they're they they let up a lot of yards still. Yeah. So, I think the Rams are going to miss the playoffs. Their schedule, Tom, is not good. Right? Do you have it there? In of course, front of you? I have it right here. And then we'll get to where. 
this changed me off the Rams here. So they do have a tougher schedule. They have the Seahawks to start. Um, they're they're on a bye this week. Next week they play Seattle at home. Then they have to go at Tampa Bay. Then the Niners at home, which doesn't look as scary as it did. Then you have at Arizona. You got the Patriots at home. You got the Jets at home. At Seattle. At the Cardinals. Yeah. Or versus the Cardinals at home. So, you go. So, I think our difference in opinion on this comes with the Arizona games. Yes. I, I think that Arizona is a better team than, than the Rams right now. I don't see... I watched what Arizona did at the end of that game last week, where they, the week before last now, against Seattle, where they brought the fake pressure. Uh, they loaded seven guys at the line of scrimmage. I've seen them do this kind of stuff a lot this year. They're creative. Vance Joseph is creative there in the calling the defense for the Cardinals. I think he's going to be able to confuse Jared Goff, just like Miami did, and create problems for them. And that's why. And I think that Kyler Murray and his group are going to be able to do enough to win those games. So that's why I lean Arizona in both of those games this year. Yeah, and, and my whole point is Arizona's not a team that you can bank on week to week. They've had a couple rough losses, especially the teams that can throw the ball. If you look at their their game scripts this year in the games they've won and lost, they beat the Niners, they beat Washington, they beat the terrible Jets without Darnold, they beat the Cowboys when they were a train wreck, and they beat Seattle when Seattle made a couple uh, stupid turnovers, but great game in overtime and a very nice win. Their losses are to Carolina and... Detroit, who both threw the ball all over them. Uh, when you look at some of the games they have down the stretch, and again, against the Rams, the Rams with that short passing offense can really move that ball against them. So I don't think it's a, the Arizona's a team that I would say definitely it's going to beat the Rams twice. Yeah. I'm, I think those games are definitely up for grabs. Yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from on that. You know, and um, I'm more interested in who you have replacing the Rams, though, because I, I know you're you're down on the Rams compared to me. So I was, who do you have replacing said Rams? So this is this is going to be really interesting to you, and uh, the answer to that question is probably going to surprise a lot of people. I have the Minnesota Vikings getting to nine and seven and getting the seventh seed in the NFC. I'm I'm looking through the Vikings schedule. And I'm looking at the other teams that could potentially, you know, be in that mix. The 49ers are out, in my opinion, with the injuries they have. Yeah, they're they're done. No Kittle for the rest of the year. The Bears are going completely sideways right now. They're out. I, yeah. They're going to win. They're going to go three and five down the stretch, and win eight games. I wouldn't count them out. I, I think. I mean, again, they have to play the Vikings twice, so those that's, that's those exactly head-to-head, it. Those head to head games it. are going to. I think the Vikings are trending up, and the Bears are trending down, and those two games are going to. That's going to make a difference. They can eliminate them themselves. Okay, the Lions don't impress me. The Panthers don't impress me. That's it, because the NFC East doesn't count. Yeah. So we're talking about. A Vikings team that's dead last in the NFC North right now. And when I look at the Vikings schedule, I see a team that can win seven out of their last nine games and get to nine and seven. I think they can beat the Lions this weekend. I think they can beat the Bears. Then they play the Cowboys at home. Then they play the Panthers at home. Then they play the Jaguars at home. Then you have a game at the Buccaneers, probably a loss. Home to the Bears. At the Saints. I think that game's winnable, but probably a loss. And then the Lions the last week of the season. I think this is a team, I think they're coming together. I think they're starting to figure things out. Justin Jefferson is doing his thing. Dalvin Cook back healthy. What they were able to do in Green Bay this past week was very impressive. The defense did a much better job than they did the week prior. I think that we're in a situation where this is a team that can absolutely turn the tables on this season. I was high on them to begin the season. My confidence dipped, obviously, with the terrible start. But I think there's still a lot there in Minnesota and that they can get off the cheat at 7-2 and two to get home at 9-7 and seven and make that seventh place in the wild card. Yeah, I just don't like you, you can't count I just can't count a team who's two and five and looked as bad as they have to beat sweep both the Lions and the Bears, you know, in the division. 
Yeah. I mean, you'd have to sweep them both here coming up, and that that's a tough ask, obviously. Yeah, no doubt, but this is... I'm going to take a stand on this one. I, that's that's where I'm going. I think that's the team that can replace the Rams in the playoffs. Yeah, this is a team that three weeks ago let the Falcons score 40. That's that's the game I'm talking about. You know, they, they played terrible. They end up they end up take, having their bye week, and uh, they bounce back, fix some things on defense, and go and beat the Packers in Green Bay. It's... I think that they're so they're starting to get things right. They played the Seahawks super tough in Seattle. You know they beat the Texans. Whatever the Texans are not good. They lose to the Titans by one point. That for the last several weeks the Vikings have been trending up. I think that continues. I think they continue to get better. I think they win seven or the last nine and make the playoffs. Yeah, bold the, prediction. The tough ask. Bold prediction. Uh-huh. You got you got to be bold if you're gonna. You're going to take a stand on something, stand on it. That's what I'm going to do right now. Go Bulls, by the way. UB with a, was that a pick six or strip sack? Uh, scoop and score. Scoop and score. So the question I've had the hardest time answering, answering is who's going to win the NFC championship? There, I was telling you before, I feel like there's three teams right now um, that are trending that way. You got the Buccaneers. They're mm-hmm. a lot better. Their defense is uh, good. The offense is looking a little more balanced, still a little pass heavy. Um, you got the Packers, who when they're fully healthy and they're on, they're really, really good. And you got the Seahawks team, who only lost the one game, lost it in overtime. They look very good as we move. And, and when their running backs are healthy, are very balanced. Um, it's a... It's, uh, it's a tough one. And then when you look at them side by side, right, the Packers, I think, have the, the least amount of faith. that They've already lost to the Buccaneers. Um, they have a, they've laid some duds in some of these games, right? And the Buccaneers, I'm just not sure if they can run the ball good enough for me to be like, yes, that's my team. So, I mean, i got to pick Seattle. You're going to go with the Seahawks, huh? Yeah. All right. It's a little boring. I get it. I mean, I, I totally understand. Russell Wilson is is Russell Wilson. He's he's a great yeah. player. DK Metcalf coming into his own alongside Tyler Lockett has made that offense brutal to deal with. Yeah. If Chris Carson is healthy, which he rarely is, yeah. but when he Him is, or I, then, really, yeah. When when Chris Carson is healthy, that team is a load to deal with. Yeah. I'm going to go in another direction. I'm going to stick with who I liked to begin the season. I think Tampa Bay has the the most talented group. Um, top to bottom, when I look at their group, I like Ronald Jones and their running game there. I like their mm-hmm. offensive line. I like their pass rush. I think that yeah. they, their defense has been filthy all year, and that matters. Uh, you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Both have missed a little bit of time. But those guys are great weapons on that team. Uh, it's really a diverse group that he's got there, a wide receiver. Plenty of weapons for him. The other Here's, issue I have with picking Tampa Bay is if they lose Sunday night, uh, they're going to be a wild card team. Yeah. Uh, you know? So, it, I mean, obviously you would think they obviously have a really good chance of beating the Saints. They did lose to them already once, so if they lose again, two losses to them, they're, they're going to end up being the wild card team, which makes it a lot more difficult. It does. It's I mean, you have to play on the road, you know, and that's that makes it challenging for sure. Absolutely. Um, but I think that they're going to win. I think they're going to win that game. I think they're going to win the division. It's going to be a good game, I imagine. The Saints certainly are going to have – they know what's going on in Tampa. You know, they beat them already. They understand what kind of offense Tampa runs. Um, I think they're going to struggle offensively. I think the Saints are going to struggle offensively. I think without, I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to be ready to go or I don't know. Michael Thomas and Kamara practice today. So, yeah. Obviously, it'll, you know, be one of those things we probably won't know until Saturday or even Sunday. Even if they go, are they going to be 100%? And, you know, even even at 70%, Michael Thomas is better than what they've had. And Emmanuel um, Sanders was full go. He's he back. was He's go, back yeah. from Coke. So, so that's big for the Saints. The problem, the problem for me really comes with, uh, I think that Drew Brees has lost something with his arm. Yeah. Um, you can see that. It, it, it's a bit of an issue. And he's been checking down to Kamara. And Way really too often. So often. It's crazy. And they've struggled in a lot of games because of this. You know, very close against the Panthers. Very close. They're they're squeaking out wins because 
they're a winning franchise. You know, they've got a winning quarterback, a winning coach. They understand how to win those games in those big moments. Um, but so does Tampa. They, you've got a winning coach and a winning quarterback there as well. So for me, I think Tampa's going to get that win on Sunday night. I think Monday night was an anomaly. It was it was a classic look ahead spot. You got that huge showdown with the Saints next week. You're coming off a blowout win over the Raiders, who you know people were touting as a pretty good team, right? Then you, you go in, you kind of you you're just not taking it serious enough, honestly, and you you have to squeak out a win over the Giants. Yeah. Now your focus has been on the Saints all along. Go get the job done on Sunday night. We've got a potential Super Bowl matchup November 29th. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. 425, Chiefs-Buccaneers. That's my pick for the Super Bowl. And it could be a lot of fun in Tampa that day. I'm I'm so amped to watch that game. So um, I'm on the Buccaneers. That's that's where I'm going. I'm, I'm not going to pick my Super Bowl winner yet, um, but I think, uh, think Buccaneers-Chiefs are my two selections. We got some picks to make for this week. Yeah. I wanted to talk for just a quick second, though, about my power ratings. Um, last week, we kind of glossed over it. We didn't really talk about the power ratings last week. Um, but just top five, really quick Chiefs, number one, Bucks, number two, Seahawks, number three, Ravens, number four, Steelers, number five. Yes, that's right. I still have the Ravens above the Steelers, even though they lost to them. Um, you know, that's. Uh, Oh boy, we got another UB another NOT back to back offensive touchdown. Back to back scoop and scores. Oh my god. Back to back plays. <laughs> wow. Was that definitely a catch and fumble or I didn't It was a running play. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. This game's getting ugly now. Go Bulls. That's what we like to see. So um, you know, you can see at the top. The teams we talked about. I've got Chiefs and Bucks at the top of my power ratings. You know, that's where that's what I'm picking. <laughs> so Seahawks at number three. Um, Seahawks are weird, aren't they, Tom? Like they they play some teams that are really not at their level, way too close sometimes. Uh, I think Cowboys that's how the game, NFL the is, though, game, right? Like know, I, I mean, we're just talking about how Tampa Bay did the same thing with the Giants. I think this is just the NFL. Yeah. Like there's very rare, you know, very rare for a team to have a bunch of big wins. Yeah. A lot of teams get a couple here and there, but to have a whole bunch of them, it's tough. This league is not a league where you're that much better than everyone you know, else. You've got week. three in a row? Oh, the Dolphins, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, you know, make sure that we threw that out there real quick. Haven't, haven't won a game by less than 11 points in the last four weeks. Nice. So, um,. You know, at the bottom of the league, I just I like to do this. I don't know if it's just I like to rub salt in the wound a little bit on these bad teams, but the Jets suck. They're dead last. Jaguars, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants. So three of the five teams at the bottom the of the NFC league East. are the NFC East. They're just so That's, brutally bad. It's terrible. Let's start making some picks for this weekend, Tom. And let's roll with the NFL first because we're in NFL mode right now, and then we'll shift right. back to some college picks. I'm going with my team to go to the Super Bowl of the NFC, Seattle minus three. I think this team is very, very good. It's coming to Buffalo to play a Bills team that cannot figure out what it wants to do on offense. Hey, what's the weather in Buffalo on Sunday? Beautiful. 70 and sun. It's going to be beautiful. Could the Seahawks have drawn a better day to come to Buffalo? It is going to be gorgeous. Uh, too bad they're not a lot of fans because it'd be a great day to be there. Six and two Bills, six and one Seahawks. A beautiful day. Alas, we'll watch from the couch, I guess. Yeah. Um, but absolutely gorgeous day in Buffalo for Seattle to get a win and cover at minus three. I think I think it's too low. I think the Bills are. If you look at the last three four weeks, they've really struggled, uh, both on offense and the defense is getting gashed with the run, beaten with play action pass, and you're gonna get a lot more of that from Seattle. So. Give me the Seahawks. I'm picking against my own team. All right. Let me give you a couple of picks now. Let's go down to Jacksonville, where the Jaguars are going to host the Texans. Earlier this year, I'm pretty sure I took the Jaguars on the money line against the Texans, and it was like one of my early losses in the season. I'm going to go back to the well here. I'm going to take the Jaguars plus 7.5. Jake Luton 
starting at quarterback for the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew's out. Luton takes over. A little bit about Jake Luton. He was uh, very solid at Oregon State last year. Strong arm kid. Uh, makes the right decision. Gives opportunities to his players downfield. I think that this. I don't think this is a major downgrade, right? I have these. I have these teams about four, four or five points different in my uh, power ratings. And Jacksonville's hosting, which would bring that down to two or three. I'm not downgrading them five points to go to Jake Luton. I think they're going to rely on James Robinson. He's the best player, the, the best offensive player on the Jaguars right now. He, he's so good, and this kid's a rookie out of a small school. You know that it's a very fun story to watch. Give me the the Jags plus the seven and a half. That's going to be my lock. Now I'm going to move on to. Let's go to the Baltimore Ravens. Minus three at the Colts. The Ravens are coming off a loss where they dominated the stats against Pittsburgh. This is a desperation situation for them. They've had two losses now already. They only get one more matchup with Pittsburgh. They can't afford to have a third AFC loss going into later in the season when they're going to play the Steelers trying to battle for that division. They're going to absolutely be giving it everything they've got. The Colts have played a Charmin soft schedule. Their best wins are against the Bears and the Lions. I think that Baltimore has played a tougher schedule. They're the better team. I trust them to come out on top. I, even though Lamar Jackson gave the ball away last week, I trust him more than Phillip Rivers at this point in his career. Give me the Ravens minus three. The only word of caution I would give you is the Colts have the second-best rush defense in the NFL. It's one thing they do very well at, is mm-hmm. stop the run. So it's going to be a little strength versus strength, but I'm not scared I don't tr- of... Yeah, I don't the, trust Rivers against that Baltimore yeah. defense. That's that's my whole handicap here is I think that Rivers is going to give it away against that mediocre Ravens defense. Yeah, I don't think it's mediocre. Well, the stats would put them 15th in the league. It's yeah, they gave up, definitely. what, 170 yards to the Steelers last week? And I mean, still are 15th in the league. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> they gave up a ton to the Chiefs, which is okay. And they allowed the Eagles to score 28. In garbage time when they thought they had the Still. game wrapped. That That's the thing. Like Some of those numbers can be a little deceptive. Correct, but after a sample size of 7-8 games, you get the, mm-hmm. the mean here. Um, next game, I got the Packers. I think, I think this one's too easy not to take the swing at. Give me the Packers, 6.5. They're playing a 49ers team who still hasn't figured out uh, if you can even get it still. Um, who Literally bet it now. Yes. <laughs> Not even sure who their quarterback's going to be. It's a train wreck there. Um, so give me the give me the Packers on six and a half. They are also a team that's not going to take this lightly. They need a win. They have to go for it. Yeah. Um, and then this, I was telling Kevin this, I had the hardest time coming up with a money line pick of the week. A lot of the dogs in the NFL I'm not a big fan of. Maybe maybe to cover, but I was stuck on two, and I decided to go with the New Orleans Saints against Kevin's Bucks here. Give me the Saints plus 190. I think that for the value, you get a team in the Saints who's already beaten this Buccaneers team, but to get them at plus 190 is a nice value. There's a couple other ones. I, I was interested in the Bears, plus 230 at the Titans. But I think I'd rather just play that with the points and, and get them to keep it close. I don't trust their offense to, to really put them over the top. So give me the Saints plus 190 in the money line. All right. So my money line pick of the week. Let's, uh, let's take a little trip down to the Meadowlands here. And I'm going to take the New York Jets <laughs> to get their first win of the season, their only win of the season against the New England Patriots. I think the Patriots have really fallen off at this point. They turn the ball over. They don't play great defense. And the things that I'm seeing out of the Jets now are a team that's got a few good things going for them. Denzel Mims and his his return has created a difference in that passing offense. There was time, There were times during that Chiefs game where they had opportunities to potentially close drives and even have the lead on the Chiefs in that first half. 
I see some positive things with this Jets team that I think is bad. Uh, I expect a motor, motivated effort against the, the reeling Pats team. I think that they're going to be like, you know, these guys have beaten us up for years. They're down now too. We're not going to go winless. These guys have pride. These guys are all out there. They've been playing and competing their whole lives. They're going to play with pride. Um, that's NFL players as a whole. So give me give me uh, the Jets at plus 280 to upset the New England Patriots. You are betting on two of the worst <laughs> statistics. Look, I always, you know, he tells the game. I bring up the stats to kind of look at it. And there's no stats that stick out. They're both... You know, not very good, but <laughs> some of their numbers are so gross for for both of them. So it's not yeah. like you're <laughs> they're just really bad. Plus eight two eighty just feels like too big. Yeah, exactly, that's kind of how I felt about the Saints. Like when you look at the game, I don't think they should be a plus five and plus yeah. one ninety. I think they're good enough to win this game. You know what I mean? So yeah. when you're when you're looking for a money line shot, you got to find either one that you have a big feeling about, like you the Jets. Like I I feel this is their their moment. Yeah, or a team that you know, hey, either this game is going to be close, it's going to be a few plays different. Let me take my shot. Yeah, let's talk yeah, college. There's so much other stuff going on there. You do you know? have any other before we go to college? What other NFL games are you just salivating about to watch? Obviously, I'm you know loving what's going on in South Florida, so I'll be excited about that in the afternoon window. I know you can't wait to watch the be... Giants. Um, Washington football team game, I said, right? Yeah, and I think that the, the calendar is like terrible for the 4 o'clock window on Sunday. I think it they give us some real trash. And I'm trying to remember here in western New York, we end Vegas, up Vegas, Chargers, uh, Miami. No, we, we get Steelers-Cowboys. Everybody gets Steelers-Cowboys. A game that's going to be fucking 38-5 to five in the first 10 <laughs> minutes of the game. So, <laughs> You think the Cowboys can score five? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe they would, you know, snap it over the punter's head or something. <laughs> there, there's some good 1 o'clock games. Obviously, the Seahawks and Bills where I talked about that, 6-2, 6-1. The Baltimore Indy game, I mean, these are two teams are both 5-2. and two. Neither of them are winning their division right now. So at 5-2, and two, they're battling each other for seeding right now. So, I mean, that game should be a lot of fun, kind of a lot on the line for an earlier game in the season. Uh, so those are the ones I'm most excited about. And then the Sunday night showdown, what a great job to have uh, Breeze versus Brady, the two guys who are uh, just going back and forth with the NFL record. Should be very interesting to see. Yeah. I You know, and... How about that Sunday afternoon window? I'm a little surprised at the how low the line is in the Raiders-Chargers game. They've got the Raiders favored by one. Uh, can the Chargers win that game? I mean, they've had an opportunity to win, what is it, three straight weeks? They've blown a lead of 17 points or more, and that's never been done in NFL history. Yeah, they're, they're losing games and very Atlanta Falcon-like fashion over and over again. And I think it's the just the youth a, a quarterback kind of, you know, little things where... You know, instead of throwing it out of bounds, you're you're throwing the ball up for grabs. Instead of throwing the ball away, you're getting sacked. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of little things that they're doing that they're, you know, making mistakes. But they've lost, and they've lost to some good teams, though. I mean, the Buccaneers and Saints. So that's no shame to lose to those teams. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, the, the the choke job against the Broncos is really the most inexcusable yeah. one. I but... mean, they have two of their losses are in overtime. They lost to the Chiefs and the Saints in overtime. Yeah, and we got a we got a big section of games in that one o'clock window that are going to be really fun to watch. You know, Bill Seahawks is going to be a great game, six and two against six and one. It's not going to be know, pretty. It's it's a fun game to watch. You, the pessimist over here, Ravens Colts, good game. You know, Texans Jaguars, everybody's on the edge of their seat over that one. So <laughs> let's move on to some college football picks, Tom. You want me to jump right in with my? First oh oh one? no, I got this. Oh, you got it because I got a Friday night game I want to get on. Oh okay, so do I. Oh, is it the same one? I don't know. I am on BYU minus three. Same one? Uh, same game, different bet. Oh, man. So, BYU minus three. I think this is just the classic. BYU's eighth game of the season. Boise State's second game of the season. Boise State's only played Utah State and Air Force. I think BYU has just proven over this length of time that they're they're good. They're a good football team. They're solid. Not only are they winning against these lesser teams that they're playing, they're putting them out of their misery early. So give me Boise or BYU. I think BYU also has a very good chance of making a big bowl game. I think they know it. 
they got a chance to really, if they can beat Boise State, this is going to put them on a spot to go and get the Heisman for Zach Wilson. Go and play in a big game and a big stage and a crazy season where anything was possible. So, what do you got? So, Tom, uh, BYU's playing their eighth game of the season. Is that right? They're 7-0? 7-0. Yeah. They've scored less than 41 points one time this season. I know it sucks. They, they should have really been flogged for that. Boise <laughs> State has scored less than 42.0 times this season. <laughs> they are more than 42 points each game. It's going to be fun. I have over-under set at 60.5 right now. With two teams that have had, in nine games, one game where they scored under 41 <laughs> points combined. How does this game stay under 60.5? It doesn't make any sense that it possibly should. So give me the over 60.5. It seems obvious. It seems square. But I'm I'm going to ride that train right now and take the over 60.5. Yeah, I mean, that that's that seems reasonable. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch that game. That game is going to be so much fun. Eight out of nine of their games. Their the forty has <laughs> scored over 41 points. Come on. <laughs> so, uh... All right, I'm going to move on to my second pick, and I'm going to go to the Big Ten here. Oh, Big Ten lover, you. I, you know, I do kind of like picking Big Ten games, but um, I lost on Iowa a couple weeks ago, and now I'm going to play against Iowa. Good move. Michigan State, plus seven at oh, Iowa. I can get you the BYU-Boise State over under at 61.5. I'm at 60.5. Why would I want to go higher? I thought you said more than that. No. We're good. But it's that tells me it's climbing now, so I better make the bet tonight. <laughs> you better get on her. <clears throat> so, Michigan State, plus seven. Um, they're playing at Iowa. Iowa has scored 20 points in each of their first two games. Purdue's not exactly known for having an amazing defense. So, and they only scored 20. Um, Northwestern, they struggled a little bit last year. They scored 20. They're 0-2. Michigan State... First game of the season. Turned the ball over seven times seven against Rutgers. Times. Seven times against Rutgers and lose the game. That's hard to do. Then second game of the season, Michigan goes to Minnesota, blows out the Gophers, runs them out of the building. Then they come to Sparty, and Sparty wins the game on the field. Give me Michigan State plus the seven. Sparty has allowed 3.4 yards per carry in the running game. Iowa doesn't throw the ball worth a damn. They've only allowed 4.5 yards per play overall in their first two games. Michigan State plus seven seems like the lock of the century to me. Give it to me. Yeah, I looked at that game multiple times. I feel like the line's too big as well. It seems crazy to me. There might be a little uh, money line thrown on me. Plus 220 you can get that man right yeah. now. All right, I guess I'm up. I'm going with the other team from the Michigan State. I'm, I'm taking the Wolverine. If my phone will stop having a... I don't even know what it's doing. It's freaking me out, man. But I'm going with Michigan. Minus three. Wolverines minus three against Indiana. For the same reasons you were talking about liking Michigan State's performance against Indiana, that's a reason I'm going with Michigan. Michigan, people are down on Michigan right now after the loss to Michigan State. People are a little higher on Indiana than they should be. They had crazy fortune against Michigan State to win that game. They don't look that great last week, but come out and win. I don't think this line should be three. This line, if you if you just put them together before the season started, you're talking 13 point uh, line for Michigan. So let me hop on it while it's caught. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, you know I was listening to the college football bros today, and yeah, I think the whole group was on Michigan for this oh, game. Great. You know, it just it, but it, it makes sense in this yeah. spot. You know, there's. Michigan is is being undervalued. Indiana's being overvalued. You know, Indiana, you know, they didn't play that great last weekend either. Um, And that win against Penn State was a little bit fraudulent. I mean, they were outgained considerably in the game. I think that Michigan bounces back this week as well. I like the pick, Tom. My last pick for college ball, what did I tell you last Saturday? I talked to you on the phone, and I said, I don't care what the line is. What am I doing? I'm betting against Texas. Yeah. West Virginia plus six and a half. I don't think these teams are that far apart. Texas is four and two. West Virginia is four and two. If you look at some of Texas game again, that game against Oklahoma State, they on the on the on the field, they were dominated. They uh, yards, five hundred and thirty yards they allowed, 
only got 287. It was the turnovers. Oklahoma State turned it over four times and still had to go to overtime. Give me West Virginia hang close. Well, West Virginia's Again, playing pretty good football. They just right beat now, Kansas too. State. They yeah. just beat Kansas State. They took they beat Baylor. I mean, the, it's a pretty good football team. Six and a half is too big. Yeah. Texas is not that good. So is give that, me West Virginia. Is that in West Virginia or in Texas? It's in Texas. In Texas. All right. So I'm going to go to some Pac-12 after dark. Oh, yeah. He's been waiting months to say that, by the way. It is a 10-30 game, by the way, right? Oregon State, minus two and a half, hosting the Cougs, Washington State from Pullman. It's the the 10-30 Fox Sports 1 game of the week, right? Oregon State, minus two and a half. Jonathan Smith is rebuilding that program at Oregon State. They're doing a great job there. They lost Luton, their quarterback. He's going to plug and play somebody there in that spot. Their running game is strong. Their defense is going to continue to get better. Jonathan Smith is a defense-first guy. Um, Washington State has to restart with the loss of Mike Leach, uh, rebuild that entire program. Two and a half is not enough. Oregon State in Corvallis on Saturday night after dark. Play the Beavs. Yeah, this was a team in Oregon State that I'm interested to kind of see the first week because they are replacing the quarterback. You kind of... Gives you the little, well, let me see what they look like on film. But their defense is solid. Yeah. They, they should have, they can run the ball like crazy. So you def, if you're going to be breaking in a new quarterback, you might as well have a good defense and a good run game. So, Absolutely. I love Oregon State minus two and a half. I think it's not nearly enough. I think they win the game by double digits. Yeah, it's hard to imagine what you can honestly expect from Washington State in that game. I knew I had to get a Pac-12 pick in here. I don't know what we're listening to, but that's pretty sweet. I think we just went into a Chinese massage parlor real quick. Hey, Bob Kraft! (laughs) All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, Another great week in the books. And uh, I'm going to do better at getting some tweets out this week. So so follow us on Twitter, at KGrayJr99, at Hammered underscore sports, at Tabby11. Um, you know, keep an eye out for us to be throwing stuff out there. We're going to get some get some stuff out. Game day picks is where we've been excelling. I know it seems crazy that, you know, we're like around 500 or, you know, somewhere in there with our podcast picks. Game day, I've been having a great year. Tom's been having a pretty darn good year, too. Um, let, let's get some winners this weekend, guys. And let's enjoy all this football we've got and another UB turnover. <laughs> All right. Next week we'll get we'll see you next week guys. Yeah.